From boys to men, I'm your host here, Mr. King, and I'm back with y'all for another edition of From Boys to Men, the sacred edition of Boys to Men. <laughs> and yo, I got a special guest on today, man. We just honored to have this man on this show, man. He's a podcaster, influencer, actor, musician, man. I think I missed a couple things in between, but. Hey, he king of the BBWs. Now, without further ado, I, I present to you, Stefan Lorenzo. <laughs> Yo, yeah, man. Hey, T, you coming up, bro? You coming up? You yes. Coming up. <laughs> when you brought me in there, you hey. You'd have thought I was famous already. The way hey, you talk about me. You is, man. We got to speak into existence, like they said. Hey. Nothing called life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? True, true. But I, I really, if I had to choose, man, you know, I really don't want the fame. People people think like that I'm so attracted to the attention and fame. It's not even that. It's just in today's time, yeah. if you want the bag, you kind of got to get people's attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you said it, man. Look, y'all, y'all in for a treat, man. This man's backstory alone. Is going to inspire y'all that right now like bro if y'all think it's over he's a living testament that ain't over till the bbw scene <laughs> <laughs> but hey stefan man i like that i like that <laughs> hey you, you can get that one you can get that yeah, one i'm gonna take it that I'm I'm appreciate it, man. But, but Stefan, man, give these people a little background story about you, man. Tell them about the little stuff you've been through to like, you know, obstacles you've overcome in life to where you at right now, man. Um, well, I've been through a lot, man. I've been through damn near everything twice. And I didn't try damn near everything three times. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I was raised in Chicago, uh, south suburbs of Chicago, actually, Harvey, okay. Harvey, Illinois, um, which was a very, very, very like tough area, tough upbringing. So what a lot of people don't understand about Chicago is that like the inner city of Chicago, like the Wild Hunnids, et cetera, mm -hmm. is only about 15 minutes, sometimes 10 minutes from the suburb. And it's so, it's so hood for lack of better terms in chicago that that influence still spreads all the way out yeah. into the suburbs it's like damn it by the time i was by the time i remember going to third grade and you know youngins was already having affiliations with gangs etc and this is back in you know this is in the 90s Dang, the 90s when it was like real yeah this is third grade i remember going to third grade and yeah you know what i mean so um with that being said, it's just like I've seen every facet of life um, that a young man, especially a young black man uh, growing up in America, uh, yeah. could go through. Like my family upbringing is very, um, it's very different. Like I have a, I have a, a very large family. Yeah. But because of lack of education, lack of love, you know, my whole family is kind of like separated, right? Yeah. So 
and that that happened early on as a as a as a youngster for me. So that was always something like I chased, like okay, I want to be the one to try to bring the family together. Yeah, you know, I want to bring the, I want to be the one to try to, you know, see if I can write some of these generational curses. And one thing I knew early on is that that takes money, it takes resources. Yeah, yeah, to, to heal generational curses, it takes a lot of three things: education, love, and money. With enough of that, with enough of those three things, yeah, I believe all generational curses can be healed. So, with that being said, um, coming up, knowing that, okay, money can really, really change things for me. Yeah. Okay, and for my situation, because it's like even though I lived in the suburbs of Chicago, like I lived in the hood, we was in the hood. Yeah, you still go. You know, like my mother, my mother, she struggled with cocaine addiction. Uh, alcohol addiction. You know, my grandmother who raised me, I love her, but you know, she struggled with alcohol addiction. You know, as well as my my grandfather. Um, to the point to where, I'm gonna give you an example. And we we fast forward, but I'm a yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead, go I, I ahead. I give you the all exclusive. I give you the all. <laughs> I got you. All right, my grandparents in the '80s and '90s in Chicago had one of the most successful black-owned businesses. They had a ride iron fence company. Multi-million dollar company owned millions of dollars worth Damn. of real estate in the Chicago area, in the greater Chicago area, as well as the suburbs of Chicago. But I, I had to go to federal prison to actually learn how real estate works, how credit works. Is that like Damn. when I when I spoke a second yeah. ago about how dysfunctional my family was, big family, yeah. but yeah, you know, and there wasn't enough, you know, love, education, yeah. resource, even though the resources was kind of there. But yep. because of the love, because of the love and um, the love and the education wasn't there, it's like um, for a lot of I think black families back then, yeah, that came from that level of dysfunction to where even if you know the matriarchs of the family, grandfather, grandmother had a, a mass wealth, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, to I got some, you. To some understanding, if there wasn't enough love and education in that household that wealth would not be yeah. bequilth to the uh to the next generation oh, yeah. and with other races of people this is what they do like they they, they, they transfer it on bequilth and bequilth that wealth to the next generation Facts. and this is how you know other um other cultures are able to be progressed and ahead of of black culture in america a lot of times I won't even say races. I'm gonna say other cultures, yeah. Um, because you got like I'm going all the way around the board. You got like African um, African people, yeah, who come in this country and they stick together and they pull their resources together and they bequeath wealth to the next generation. So we right. can't just say it's a you know it's a black thing. I think it's a, it's an American it's an American black thing. Yeah, American culture, black, yeah, because we right, got right, so right, much right. so, so much uh, conditioning got done to us in America. Where we separate from culture right like. right right and people wonder like why i have like a chip on my shoulder sometimes i might feel like i have a chip on my shoulder and that's one of the reasons why yeah. like i was in federal prison learning about real estate after touching all this money you know how yep. i got it right yep really not knowing what to do with it and then knowing that my grandparents was heavy in real estate and I, my grandmother raised me right she Bad. taught me a lot of things but when it came to that, 
I was oblivious. And that was the thing that was really going to help me. You understand Ooh, what I'm yeah. saying? So when I, just that, when you're in jail and you think about so many things, you recall so many things, that one thing like really, really stuck with me, bro. It just, it just ate me up, bro. It ate me up. I'm sorry. But anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> moving forward, my, um, my upbringing, um, leaving Chicago, I left Chicago. My mother left Chicago um, when I was, I want to say 14. Yeah. Yeah, right when I was going to high school because she didn't want me to go to school, go in to Chicago, high school in Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah. Because, like, I wasn't banging at the time. Yeah. I wasn't full-fledged banging. But because of the area we lived in, it was all, you know, it was all GE yeah. territory. Yeah. So it's like, even you ain't banging, right? But all yeah. your friends is banging. And then you ride the GD bus. Oh, yeah. You ride so the GD bus to school. See, this is what like, a lot of rappers <laughs> from Chicago nowadays. I'm talking about this, like, yeah. like how the whole op thing start. Because you might be going, I might be going to school with you, right? We might have yeah. from third grade all the way up to sixth grade, right? Yeah. But in fifth grade, you started hanging around the Blackstones. Or, or your mama moved to the Blackstone neighborhood or whatever, right? Okay. And so now, when you come to go to school, we have public schools, so everybody takes certain buses, right? Ooh. But you you take that bus, you on the bus with, with them over there. I'm over here. You already know this Damn. ain't rocking. So now, yeah. even though we grew up together, now we opt. And then so going into high school, that's when all the gunplay was coming in a lot. I mean, even though yeah. it was coming in, but even back then, you know, going into high school, gunplay, brothers getting shot, you know, they had, um, you know, uh, metal detectors at the schools, et cetera. So my mother, you know, she wanted to do me a solid, should I say. Yeah. And I was growing up in that. And so she moved to Florida. And the crazy thing is when I moved to Florida, that's when I started getting in trouble. I had gotten no trouble <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> I got in no trouble at all in Chicago. Wait, um, wait till you got up here to Florida. <laughs> till I got to Florida, bro. And Florida like, just pull it. it Florida, Florida pull it out of everybody. He, it just pulls Come to Florida it out. Florida on vacation, go back home on probation, come back on violation. That, hey, that's the that's the motto. Because look, every time on spring break, literally, that's the whole task with Florida. Because if you get you in trouble during spring break or any time you're on vacation, Florida owns you until they say they don't want to deal with you no more. Exactly. Exactly. But I love Florida though now, yeah. bro. I love Florida. I, I consider myself a Floridian. Like I lived a lot of places. Yeah. But Florida's always been my base. You know, I had my first children here. Yes, sir. I got married here the first time. Um caught my first case here. <laughs> it's uh, the first for everything. First for everything. You know, I came into manhood here, you know. Which, which makes it so special. You know, I'm really team Florida, bro. I'm really team it. Florida, bro. I feel really it. Florida. I feel it. For real. Yeah. Yeah. When you did, did all those first like, in Florida. Chicago, I don't even, I was in Chicago last year. Yeah. I ain't even like it, bro. I want to hurry up and get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah. like, I think like how um, Favor said something, because he from Montgomery. He's like, he said, Florida, I mean, he said, wherever you're from, like, Alabama made them. Like, so Chicago made you, but Florida raised you and saved you in a way. No, I won't say that. Oh. I won't say that. I will say Chicago, what Chicago gave me, Chicago just gave me enough information to get me by. Uh, right? Okay. You know, but I, 
I really shout out to my mom, man. You know, yeah, my dude. Because the best thing she ever done for me, for real, for real, yeah, was moving me to Florida. And I say yeah. that because I remember, like, uh, I was in Oklahoma. It's like uh, two and a half years ago, yeah, three years ago. I was in Oklahoma. I was locked up at yeah. the uh, at the um, the federal uh, transition in Oklahoma City. Okay. And um, it was a bunch of cats from Chicago, older cats, street dudes, right? Yeah. And they was in there talking, you know, popping it, you know, talking. I'm just listening to them. These cats is like in their 40s, 45. They street dudes. And I'm just listening. I'm listening to stuff they talking about. Yeah. And I got on the phone right then. And I called my mom and I was like, mama, thank you so much for moving me out of Chicago when you did. Thank God. I'm so glad you did that for me. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know. You find out what would have, could have happened. Yeah, man. Because yeah. you would have stayed there. Chicago, man. I love Chicago. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I love Chicago. But I love Florida more. Oh yeah. See, I was a I was a Bulls fan back in the day before they did my dog D Rose early dirty. They did them dirty. I said, I can't fuck with y'all no more. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Chicago has a way of doing people dirty, brother. Oh facts, facts. But no, so you went to jail and now you and then you I've been to jail up... more times. Let me tell you something, bro. Uh -huh. Like I like talking about this. Oh yeah. Put... I like talking about my my jail background. Yeah. Because um like, I just look like this. Yeah. I just look like this. I can't help I just look like this. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and because of the things I experienced and saw in these institutions for basically my whole life almost, like from probably 15 all the way up to 33, 30, no, 34. Okay. I was, you know, in and out incarcerated. My longest stretch was seven, seven years, you know, yeah. in the feds as well as the state. And the reason why I like talking about it is because not enough light gets shined on that because it's a lot of good men and yeah. women in prison who feel like they don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or they don't, or they feel like they got to go back to what got them in there. Like there's no alternative at all. But it's not true. It's just not true. And I'm a living testament to that. And it's like, whatever, yeah. where we at now with the culture and entertainment and everything, Facts. whatever your personality is, whatever it might be, there's somebody out there that feels you. That That's true. There's somebody out there that feels you. Then not even just that, aside from entertainment, just legitimate business. There's so many different other avenues and different ways to make things happen, right? Yeah. That is no, it's really no excuse sometimes, most of the time. Yeah. 95% of the time. <laughs> ain't no excuse. 95%. There <laughs> ain't no, no excuse. Really no excuse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me stop. It's really no excuse um, for a brother. Yeah, it's really no excuse for a brother or sister who's been in the street, yeah. knows by firsthand experience the traps that lay in the street Facts. to go to go to jail or prison, probation, whatever, and go back and get involved in that same yeah. thing. No, there's no reason for there's no excuse for that. Oh yeah, that's just and idiotic. I can speak on that because I've done that. I've done that. I was a crash dummy. Was sitting uh. 
Crash, crash them. Crash them. Bro, I was a straight crash dummy, bro. But they wrote me off, bro. You got to understand, right? Yeah. I did. I went to the feds the first time when I was 24. Yeah. Slap on the wrist, like 26 months. Nothing major. I got out after doing 26 months. Was out for 120 days. Exactly. And went back in for seven years. God <laughs> damn. <Yeah. laughs> hey, so you got to understand, I was a, they looked at me like I was a crash dummy. <sighs> you know, like family, yeah. the, the little bit of family that was, you know, rocking with me, they wrote me off. Yeah. Whatever females was rocking with, wrote, wrote me off. Wrote you off. <laughs> Wifey wrote me <laughs> off. Yeah. Kids damn near wrote me, because it's like. Yeah. And I understand it. And I understand it. And um, again, like I said, I like speaking on that. Because I know a lot of people, the, the statistics show, you know, we got over, what, 2 million incarcerated yeah. in America or on some sort of supervision of some sort. So the statistics show yeah. that a lot of people, men and women, come from my background, but not enough of, but not many, very few are able to make it up out of that, especially to the level of where brothers like myself, as well as you. Even though you ain't never did no time or going. No, I did I did three months in, in, in uh, prison. Count. I know down. Down. <laughs> I ain't going down the road. <laughs> down you ain't been down the road, no, I'm lying. That shit count. That yeah. shit count. And what I tell everybody yeah. about jail is I think everybody should go to jail for at least three days. It changed the whole aspect of life. Cause like I was literally on the floor with uh I was on the high security floor, like Big time drug dealers, killers, people who's facing life. Right. And like, don't see no sunlight. On time you go out, it's like once a week to play basketball, just to get some sun a little bit. Make you appreciate shit different. Yeah. But hey, and like, even though what I went there for was like a false accusation and stuff, like that, that, that moment in there made it developed me to. Hey, hold on. I want to stop you. I want to stop you, T. Hold yeah. up. Now you see this? Yeah. People, y'all see this? Now T is the complete opposite of me. Yeah. But not that much. Not that much. <laughs> what I mean by that is <coughs> you pretty much straight shooter. Yeah. I was with all type of bullshit. But that didn't stop you. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't stop them people from locking your ass up. Facts. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And like I tell all, I tell black men this, white men this, Hispanic, it don't matter. But especially black men, Hispanic men, I tell them all the time. I say, hey, brother, yeah. you make one, especially, you know, <laughs> hey, make one mistake. One. one. They got to sell for your ass, too. You can look at me and think or whatever. Oh, he on his smoking the blood. Who this mother think he is? Whatever, right? Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Make one mistake. They got to sell for <laughs> your ass, too. Matter of fact, you ain't even got to make the mistake. It could be a lapse in judgment. It could be letting somebody come around you that had no business coming around you. It could be the wrong woman in your life. It could be yeah. anything. It could be the wrong place, wrong time. Anything. And majority of the time, that's what it is. The little bit, the little bit thing that costs you so much because the lapse of judgment, like you said, because like, man, I'm not going to lie. Like you said, I believe a lot of people need to go to jail for a certain period of time. It's because, one reason. No, I'm saying just three days. I'm going to tell you yeah. why. Why? The number one reason why. Three days. You go in them three, in them 72 hours, 
You gonna find out who down for you and who ain't. Period. Yeah. Oh. You. Oh. You. 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 Oh, yeah. you need a seventy-two hours. <laughs> I would say forty-eight. Only I'm saying seventy-two is because you want to give them. Sometimes, depending on the situation, you want to give them a, a day or so to see about you. Yeah. You know. But within them seventy-two hours. Yeah. You gonna know exactly who in your corner and who's not, and that's priceless. Yeah. Cause look, everybody wrote me off just the same way. Look, everybody was spreading rumors about my name and everything, slandering me, throwing dirt and everything. And it was funny because most of the people that was doing that was the people in my face, smiling. He, 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 always trying to be around me was the main people. I was like, I was like, dang. So really, you've been waiting for me to fall for this long so you can actually have something to talk about? I was like, man, it, I was like, you ain't got to be flogged. If you ain't fuck with me, don't fuck with me like that. Cause like, And that's what they doing. That's what they doing now online, brother. Yeah. They doing it online now. You yep. know, they took my last Instagram. I'm so glad they did it because it was like starting my life over again. Yeah. Because you have these people who follow you that really don't really support you or rock with you like that. For real, for real. Yeah. And they really sit back. They see the moves you're making and they sit back and hope something bad happened to you. Oh, yeah. Or hope you fall off or hope you slow down or yeah yeah they do <laughs> hey they do but look, i was looking at it like man the darkest moments was like me and myself because like, i had no window like my window view was the wall out of my little jail cell but i realized it's like i was i was a photo you can't be developed in the light i had to go in the dark and sit mm -hmm. away hey, and man, like develop man, a little bit preach. so now you, now you talking and now, now i see and i see the picture like it's funny, like everything that was like first and everything before I went in became last now. And a lot of people, like I cut off so much excess fat of people and so-called friends and associates that wasn't really doing any good for my life. Man, now I look I'm like, I ain't gonna lie, I almost quit after I got out, like with my follow my dreams and everything, but through the grace of God and the people that I end up, he pushed me around so like, I can get back uncomfortable and like understand like man that's something big i'm supposed to do man that's why i'm here where i'm at today like even for the show for the movie we we are part of about to be a part of the the, the tv series we're about to be a part of now you already don't even get me started on that we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna sidetrack and go i thought either when i know to, when it comes to the sacred heart yeah the sacred movie the sacred tv series yeah like, brother, I told Enrico this. Shout out to his brother, Enrico Tunstall. Yes, sir. Boss. What's <laughs> yes. going on, boss? Yes, sir. You know? Anyway, um, I told the brother. I looked him in his eye and told him this. I don't know if he believes me, but it's the God's honest truth. Yeah. I spent a quarter million dollars trying to find Enrico. What? What do I mean by that? Yes, I yeah. spent a quarter million dollars. I spent a quarter M. Yes. Yeah. Trying to find El Rico. What do I mean by that? Okay, look, when I got, when I was in prison um, this last time, seven year bid, um, when I got to Northwest Penitentiary, CCX in Tennessee, right outside of Memphis, like an hour outside of Memphis, yeah. West Tennessee, um, there were a lot of devices, you know, cell phones, et cetera, readily available. Yeah. I didn't even have a release date for the first four years. I didn't know when I was getting out because I had so many charges in other places. Yeah. So I took, I partook and I said, hey, I'm going to take this time 
and really figure out what the fuck, excuse my language, but I oh, go ahead. I, I cuss all the time on here. <laughs> what the fuck I can actually, you know, do and accomplish when I get out of here and how I'm going to do it exactly. Right. Right. So, you know, I got the phones, I'm rocking, I'm rocking, I'm rocking, I'm rolling. Okay. I'm looking at everything. I'm peeping the shit. Okay. I'm saying, okay. So look, so this podcast, I caught the podcast game like 2014 early. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. I had a friend that did the same thing. And like, it, I was like, man, I told him it was bullshit. Look at me now. I'm on. The- <laughs> exactly. So I, I, caught, I caught the podcast game early and um, I'm seeing what, what everybody's doing. I, they hit me. I said, hold up, man. Everybody know I love big women. I always love big women. Yeah. Everybody know that. Like, anybody who know me, they know I like thicker girls, you know, yeah. everybody. Like since I was a shorty, Everybody knows this, right? Yes. So I said, hold up. Well, why not just start a podcast? Call it yeah. the King of BBW's podcast. Right? Yeah. Just show how you, you know, just talk about the culture and yourself and plus size women bigging them up and you know, etc. Just, you know, and and I was gonna be, and I was I got certified to be a personal trainer while I was inside. And then I was going to do that. And that's all I wanted to do. That was it. That was the plan. But I didn't, you know, post to social media or nothing while I was incarcerated because that was yeah. very, very risky. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Now, everybody's dudes post them with their phone. Now, every that's it's, it's a big it's crazy. Whole prison TikTok. It's crazy. It's, I know. I was like, damn, how the hell? I was like, I, I, ain't, I ain't say shit or ask about shit. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of old footage yeah. of me in prison, but it's like, yeah, I ain't really want to release it because it's like, yeah, why? Yeah, why? Yeah, why? You know? Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm I'm holding stuff in case some people question certain things. I'm able to show certain things in receipts, as they say. But other than that, I ain't, yeah, yeah, ain't anyway, yeah. So that's all I want to do. But once I got out, and I seen how things was really rocking, I realized, damn, I don't really know social media. Yeah, I have to learn this. And what I should have did, I should have took a year, not did nothing, just learned, built, that's it. But, you know, I'm a Gemini. I got no patience. I have a fear of time. And so I said, no, boom, because while I was inside, I was making provisions for when I got out, you know, just making sure everything, just everything possible needed to be in order. I didn't want to come home like the average guy who comes home from doing a long bid. I said, that's not going to be me. I said, I'm not doing that. I said, yeah. no, 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 no way. I don't care what has to happen. What I, no, I'm going to take this time. I'm going to refine myself, educate myself as best I can and build for myself as best I can in every way. And um, so once I got out, I hit the ground running and it's like, I'm here, I'm there, I'm here, I'm there. And this stuff's really expensive. I'm flying all over the country on my own. Down. Like all through the pandemic, I was flying all over the country. <laughs> Getting right, it. <laughs> hey, before the pandemic, yeah, and during the pandemic, you know, flying all over the country, staying in four and five star hotels, um, doing podcasts with these different plus size women, right? Really giving them an experience, um, that I would can say, you know, had never been done before, Thanks. right? But because I didn't understand the way the entertainment business really works, as far as with social media, I didn't, I didn't get that, right, yeah. and. After seeing certain things in the culture, I said, you know what? Nah, 
to hell with just a podcast. I need to be doing music too. I don't even know. I didn't even know how to rap at the time. Yeah, I didn't even know how to rap. Okay. I said, no, nah, I need to be doing music too. Cause these other, these other niggas ain't got, nah, it's like, hell no. Nah, I need to be doing music too. <laughs> so then it transpired into me. Okay. Dropping a video, doing music. And then other things. And I connected with a, um, a production company um, who wanted to do a reality TV show with me, yeah. et cetera. You know, talking about my love of plus size women, you know, whatnot, whatnot. Matter of fact, I got a rhyme about it. I said, I signed a bad contract. They never put me on. And <laughs> oh, you know, promising me the world, just promising me the world, just promising me just, man, promising me the world. And because I was still kind of playing around in the street a little bit, I'm running through money, you know, yeah. I'm flying around with them, whatever, woo, 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 right? Yeah. But I'm not, I'm spending all this money. I'm like, I'm going here, spending 10, 15,000 on clothes. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, right? Yeah. Because I'm thinking, okay, this this bag about to come. Yeah. So, you know, you have, you got, you know, two years of that. And then you just say the podcast, this is my podcast alone. I got we 77 episodes deep on the podcast, King of BBW's podcast. And even though like I don't I don't do like all the special productions. Sometimes I do, but most of the time lately, for like the past eight months, I've just been just going live, just doing my thing, just letting yeah. it rip, um, just showing the vibe or whatever how I'm feeling. But each one of those podcasts, the cost of production at least is a thousand dollars. Yeah, and that's why I've been Great at least a thousand dollars because if you add up if you just add up just the clothes i was wearing if you yeah. add up just the clothes i was wearing and then if i got a guest entertaining the women you know they want some drinks or whatever whatever or some food or whatever yeah. or you know what i mean or i might have to you know you know um this guest might need a, a gas stipend or whatever whatever you know what i mean because they're coming from so far or, or whatever or if i'm in this spot or this studio or whatever all that stuff costs money so yeah, I spent a quarter million dollars looking for the plug, looking for El Rico, looking for a way in. Because once I got out yeah. and I realized what things are going, I said, okay, nobody gets in entertainment. Nobody. That's what I learned too. Yeah. Nobody gets in the entertainment business unless someone in the business brings you in. Facts. It does not. It does not. I don't care how many TikToks you do. I don't care how many Instagram posts. I mean, you get money, you do your thing, you can build. But I'm saying, yep. if you really want to get in the actual game, right? Yep. And once I got out of prison and I saw the way things was going, I said, no, I got to be in the actual game all the way. Act all the way. Because there's nothing, these guys don't have nothing on me. They have not been through what I've been through. They cannot draw from real experiences um, for character the way I can. They cannot do it. Because they haven't been through it. They yeah. have not been through it. They are just actors. I'm an I, actor. And I'm I remember an it. well, but these guys are just these other guys. And there's no, you know, to yeah. anybody, but a lot of these other guys, and especially, no, I'm going to say it. A lot of these guys who've been on TV 20 years, they're just actors. 10 years, they're just actors. It's time for new faces. As the brother El Rico. Yes, sir. Yes, What's sir. Because <laughs> look, you, I remember uh, at the audition, uh, man, for the callbacks, 
I ran to you. He was like, hey, who you ain't auditioning for? I said, oh, Willow. He said, oh, well, I'm, I'm, you'll sell me uh, your character. I was like, Shane well, Watson. I, yeah, I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm auditioning for him too. She was, he was like, nah, bro, that's me. I'm already him. He, the whole thing, I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, I was like, yeah, I got gangster with you. <laughs> you got gangster with me. I gangster with me. I was like, I was like, I don't give a fuck about your gangster. If I want to be this character, I can be this character. But hey, yo, yo, authentic or about like, hey, nah, bro, this character basically me. His character is catered around me. His backstory is my backstory. So what the fuck you talking about? I was just like, I was like, okay, okay, hey, and I was like. Man, well, I said, I can't wait to see him on TV. <laughs> I, said, I can't wait to see him. I was like, I said, I don't know who else is out here for this other one. Cause I was trying to peep the room, see who all was there for the Willow read. Not knowing Mr. Enrico already had something planned for me. He just needed me to show up to audition as well too. And man, uh, Willow was like a one line role. Now I became Luke, which is Bro, listen to me. Yeah. Listen to me. I already knew when I met you. I knew I said, oh, yeah, this guy, he's got something. I knew, I knew before <laughs> you even told me you had the podcast. Yeah. And when you told me you had the podcast, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense because this guy's got something. You know? And that's the thing about it, bro. It don't take nothing, as the brother Nori would say, yeah. it don't take nothing away from me, yeah. my greatness as a man, to give it up and respect your greatness. Exactly. You are great at what you do. You are great at what you do. Hey, and there's nothing, I'm gonna tell you something else, brother. There ain't nothing wrong. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that don't hurt me. Right? Yeah. With you Showing expressing you how great you are. Ooh. With, with all humbleness. Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that, brother, because right now, you know, I'm in the honeycomb hideout. You yeah. at the studio. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you know, sir. It's not, of, it's not a lot of brothers, man, who can say on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon, yeah, they're at the studio doing their podcast. Yeah, at the big boy studio, too, not the little boy. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, at the yeah. big boy, not the little boy. So, I, I got to give props and props is due, bro. But anyway, yeah, like I was saying, nobody comes in the game without somebody in the game bringing you in. That's with music, that's yep. with TV, especially with, with, especially with that. Oh, yeah. Right? And so, man, I'm forever grateful now. I'm in the red, so I got to get in the black. So I'm a quarter meal in the I'm a quarter meal <laughs> yeah, in the hey, hey, but look, that was just I'm a... I'm trying to get back. 2023, I'm getting back, baby. Oh, yeah, because look, we like that bamboo. We like bamboo. You got to think about it like that way. You know, I'm trying to get so much money, brother. I'm trying to get so much I'm trying to take Rico, El Rico, to Icebox. You know, I don't even like Icebox. <laughs> I don't even like Icebox. I just want to take the brother. I just want to be able to make enough money. Yo, yeah, to take, I want to make enough money. To take take the Icebox. If not Icebox, take the Jewelry Unlimited, go see Wafi and them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if you got it, but you know what I mean? If that's how we're going to do it, you know, just we're take the Icebox. See, and that's the thing about me. Like, I'm not a person with jewelry. Like, I might well watch every now and then, but I said, you know what? Like you said, Enrico, hey, I'm gonna have to. Depending on, depending on, depending on the numbers, shit, I'm, I'm gonna get you a rolly too. Hey, no, I'll do that. Hey, but I'm gonna match that too. Show you in a rolly. Hey, I'm gonna match that, man. Cause look, I'm gonna look. I'm not gonna lie. It's not that many people that I can say I can relate to. Uh, a lot of levels that actually, when they talk to me, it actually motivates me. 
because you know, like I'm I'm just gonna let everybody know, like at the the trailer premiere, like you could tell just from jump, like man, my spirit was down, like I was in, in it. And you can't pull me aside, just talk to me, like, bro, nah, don't worry about that. Hey, fuck all that. You good, we here. It's about to happen for you. All this damn third. And I was like, I have I kind of had to really think about it. I was like, man, you right, man. I've been letting so much of my past hold me back from what I wanted, what my dreams was and my future was, and trying to think like I was trying to unpack everything at one time. It's like, bro, don't even think like that. Calm down. You know what's the I was talking to you, yeah. but I was also talking to myself. Ooh. I was talking to you, but I was also talking to myself. You, man, brother, I'm I'm going through the same things, just on different levels. Us as men, young black men, brother, we really all, we really all going through the same things. Real shit, yeah. For real, especially brothers who are out here trying to really get their career off the ground. Facts. And knowing that we in that transition period, you and me both, we in that transition period. It's like, okay, we've been grinding for a little bit, yep. right? We've been grinding for a little bit. We've been putting in the work, all right? And we done got lucky and blessed and some more shit, okay? Facts, facts, right? facts. And, okay, and we about to be in that transition period, right? And everybody's, like, kind of, like, watching, like, all right, what, <laughs> what, okay, what's going to go on? How you coming with it? Okay, well, you know what I mean? Facts. And so now is the time, bro, to just, stay like, get even more laser focused, man. Even more laser focus, man, and, 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 and poke your chest out. Oh, yeah. You know? And poke oh, yeah. your chest out like I'm here. <laughs> put the weight of the world on your shoulders, man. We ain't got no choice. We already we already done got in front of that camera. Yeah. Hey, and it was so, it was so great because, look, I was after that trailer premiere because I was, I was really about to leave. Even though I just got the, until you said that, stay, I watched it, and it's like, man, it's real. It's like really about to happen. And it became real to me in that moment. I was like, man, I was like, I remember when they wrote me off. Like they really, I was like, I said, and I started writing myself off. I was like, man, yeah, this stuff. This is why, this is why, brother, this is why you must pump yourself up. Yeah. Hey, even Kevin Gates said it. What Kevin Gates said, he said, every time they tear you down, I'll do you to fuck back up, nigga. You have to do it to yourself though. You have to be self-motivated. You have to, bro, because these people don't care nothing about you or me. Nope. And Kevin Gates actually was just here in uh, Pensacola know, on Friday. Hey, hey, I asked Enrico, look, you asked Enrico, I hit him about like three weeks ago, two weeks ago, asked him, hey, look, you think you can pull okay. the manager of the year card and get me backstage? Exactly. Hey, I want him on my podcast. I'm, I'm going to talk to that. Look, one day, very soon, Kevin Gates. You coming on my podcast? Yeah, we gonna make we gonna, gonna make it happen. Man. <laughs> it man. We gonna make that. that ain't gonna be nothing. We gonna make it happen, man. Oh yeah, Lord, then, we gonna make it happen. Then he gotta come back to Pensacola to give him another show real quick. But this time, you know, give us a shout out. Oh, <laughs> give my give the podcast a shout out. You know he gonna be back there within a year or less. Oh you know yeah, that. look, they packed out the stadium, and I was like, bro. But Kevin Gates just alone, man. I gotta say, salute to you, Kevin Gates, man. Uh, you actually one of the one of the only That's rappers. That's my favorite rapper right now. Yes, that motivated. He motivates me from New Orleans, even though y'all are three hours away. Man, you gonna make me have to pull up over there, say what's up to Kevin Gates in your city, man. man. No, he from um he from Baton Rouge. Uh, yeah, I ain't going to swamp. He can meet me in New Orleans. <laughs> Baton Rouge straight. Baton Rouge straight. It's just that. Yeah. Like, 
it's just certain areas. It's just, it's just, like yeah. it's crazy because like right by LSU is the hood. It's crazy. No, it look it's the same way by a lot of these schools. Cause when I was in California, all right, USC is in the middle of Compton and Crenshaw. Shout out to Cali. Got yeah. that Cali love when they had that Cali butt. Hold on, let me say something too. Oh yeah. We're gonna stop acting this taboo around marijuana use. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't like, especially like in the acting world. Like everybody smokes anyway. Yeah. Everybody fucking smokes. In the acting and in the music world, everybody smokes weed. Everybody. Yeah. But people still, for whatever reason, in 2022, are scared to come out and partake in the herbs. This is <laughs> medicinal benefit. Um, it's completely legal. Yep. This is completely legal. All right. And, what I'm smoking is completely legal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and the funny thing about it, if if y'all got family members that's in jail for like all these minor drug charges with marijuana. Y'all can go tell they lawyer the law has changed, so that's not longer a sustainable offense where they can lock them a lot up of places. Or... A lot of places they they like um, like far as a lot of laws changing on marijuana. Yeah. A lot of places made certain stuff retroactive, but then a lot of places certain didn't. Yeah. didn't. Certain stuff to get off your record, you still gotta. You shouldn't have to spend no money on a lawyer, right? But no. sometimes in certain states. You know what I mean? I'm not really familiar about Florida. I know because I got so many felonies on my record yeah. that there's no way I can get them expunged. Yeah. Because like you can only have, I think, like three or so many, and then you get them expunged. But I got like 37. God damn. <laughs> God damn. Hey. And they ain't never told on nobody. That's what I'm saying. Like, brother, That's I'm, right. like, I'm almost like Lazarus. No hey. disrespect. I'm almost I like, like I came back from the dead, brother. I was Ooh. dead. I came uh, back from the dead. Look at me now. They counted, hey, like, like I said, they counted, they counted you out. And look, I just feel it when, when we first met and they, from the table reads and everything else. And two, it was just like. They tried to play me at the table read, but it's all good. <laughs> 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 hey, then look. He came in suited and booted. Hey, you still ain't posted that picture. Why you ain't post that picture? I want to know why you ain't post my picture. You know what I'm talking about. I ain't gonna say no names. You know who I'm talking. You gonna see this. I want to know why you ain't post that picture. You know we was looking good. You know I was looking good. You know we was looking good, girl, woman. Okay, he said girl, woman. Now I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking for real. <laughs> and she ain't post that picture. I want to know why she ain't post that picture. But she might post. I believe she posted it. I believe she posted. I don't know for sure if she ain't posted. I believe she posted it though. I ain't gonna lie. I still ain't got my photos from. I love the cast. Bro. The table read. I ain't got this, my table, my photos from the Terry or the uh or the uh trailer premiere. So I need y'all to send me them photos anyway, because I ain't gonna lie, the boy was looking. Uh, uh, you gotta Chris. hit up, you gotta hit up Miss Savage. Miss Savage should definitely have them. Oh, bad, 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 bad. Shout out to Miss Savage, Officer Savage. What's up? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. I ain't gonna lie. Matter of fact, let's get back into Sacred though. Let's talk about Sacred, your character and everything. Ooh. Man, let's talk about the cast though. Hold oh. up before we do my character, bro. Oh yeah, we got the I cast. Love this cast. <laughs> This is the second movie set I've ever been on. Yeah. Um, the first one uh, was what last year. Yeah. In Atlanta, I did a movie, a film called, uh, I believe, Dirty Game. Yeah, Dirty Game, the movie, uh, okay. starring Gravy, uh, Jamal Wood Wood Woodwardland. Okay. Okay. Uh, he played in a Biggie movie. And all eyes on me. He played Biggie twice. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're talking about. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I want his spot. You can take it. 
Hey, hey, that's hey. You're right. I I'm gonna say. I already took it. I'm gonna tell you something too. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm coming for gravy though. I I got I got beef with gravy. I got beef with the, him and a couple other actors. I got beef with. Oh, I'll just talk to them. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> no, I ain't gonna lie. I actually do got beef with one person <laughs> that's in the inter entertainment industry, and that's Spike Lee. Why you got beef with Spike? And I talked about Spike it. Spike say a lot of crazy shit. Nah, I know. nah, nah. It's personal because I met him in person. That's why I got beef with this it's man. Personal. <laughs> yeah, it's personal. I talked about it on one of the podcasts early on. But look, so I was in a debut at uh in Hollywood. You know, we was checking in, about to go walk the strip and everything. I ran into, I, saw, I looked up the last like, bro, that's Spike Lee. I want to say, bro, I'm a big fan. Like, really, at that time, like, I was, like, really, I watched basically everything Spike Lee has created. Right. And, you know, like, I rewatch it to learn something different every time. And, like, that's who I kind of aspired to be, like, on the film size, like, director and, like, the creating of, of movies and shit. I said, like, man, I, yo, I'm a big fan of yours. I just want to take a photo. I mean, I came in humble and everything too. But I was like, I wasn't fanboying in it, but like, I was like, hey, man, oh, you Spike Lee? I'm like, but I'm from Pensacola. I don't know. I don't know you met anybody from Pensacola, but I'm from Pensacola, small little town that got big people coming out of it. Turn around, he said, like, nah, man, I can't give you a photo. I can't give you a photo, man. I said, like, all right, bet, cool. That wasn't the problem. Right before we walked out, he's over about elevators and giving white folks with white, with white folks. And I was like, <laughs> He was taking pictures, he was taking selfies. Yeah, he's all in there smiling and everything, too. I was just like, You can't be bad. You probably looking like a dope boy. No, like look, no, hey, I had, I was, I was actually was tailored. I had my Louis Vuittons man, on. Like a, just like a pass, man. Maybe hey, that's something, look, man. Maybe that was Maybe that was the Illuminati. He was taking a picture with his stuff back. Might you be. Look, that was all I know, no, nah, look, all I know is this. As far as how I was dressed and everything, back then I kept my clean cut. I had a, my stuff was clean. I was just got the military. I just got the military and shit. So I was like, bro, I wasn't no looking like no. Hey, I'm about to rob you, motherfucker. Like I was like, hey, bro, I'm just like, bro, take a photo with me. Funny thing about it. The same time we was in Hollywood, I ran to like, uh, she was an influence like Elaine V. Uh, Miss Julie King Batch and all of them and everybody else. Yeah, they flicked up me perfectly fine. Same thing with uh, the kid that was actually you remember uh, John Q? Yeah. With Denzel Washington? Yeah. The kid that played his son? I ran into him when we was in Hollywood. And that was like cool. I was like, bro, you you the kid from John Q? He said, yeah, I get this all the time. <laughs> I was like, hey, bro, I was just saying you did a good job on that. What you doing That's what now? I'm saying. Can't be like that. We can't yeah. be like John Q. <laughs> yeah. What I mean by that is, no, nah, dog. Like, uh, it ain't nothing to laugh at. What I mean by that is, like, speaking about the cast, not yeah. to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. We are all in such a great, unique position right now to be able to go to a next to another level in life and also to be able to build a career that will last a lifetime facts you know but i think this is my advice to all the cast you can't rely on you know just 
other people. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Even yeah. though other people, even though these other people want good for us and put us in position, etc. From um, Brother Elrico to Bill Marshall to LD to Roy Jones, etc. Right? Right? Yeah. We can't rely on that alone. We can't rely just on the sacred fam alone. What I mean yeah. by that is we still have to go out here and push and build and push the sacred fam on top of that. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. if you look at, um, I looked at like actors who were signed to, I don't know if they were actually signed to, but all the Tyler Perry um, first, first six, seven films. Yeah. He pretty much had all the same actors. Yep. Right? And yep. even had them on TV, et cetera. Um, you know, plays the whole nine yards. But in my opinion, I don't think those actors, enough of them, a few of them did, but I don't think enough of them really built on that momentum. While they had it, yep. Yeah, While they I know, had it. Really I know exactly what you're talking about. Momentum, while they had it, and didn't just rely on the Tyler Perry name. You understand what I'm saying? Didn't just rely on that. Yeah. You understand? Because my whole thing is I want to put on for Stefan Lorenzo, for King of BBWs, but yeah. at the same time, I got to put on for Sacred Heart. I got to put on for Sacred Fam. I got to put on for El Rico because without that. I can't do this. Yeah. Without that, bro, without that plug, bro, it's almost, it's almost something I, I'm willing, I was willing to. Yeah. To die for. Yeah, because you got to stay when you spend. When you out here, you spending your own money to make something yeah. happen, a business, any right. type of business, whatever it is, or just anything, you know, it could be, I would like it, liken it to your child. Yeah. You know, when you out here, you doing what needs to be done for your child to give your child a better life. Oh, yeah. Catch your child and to love your child and protect your child and provide for your child. You have a, you have a, a certain feeling about that. You know, yeah. and a lot of times for a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs, their business is their child. Yeah, this is my baby. I, right. And, I'll talk about this the other day. And you're not, you're not taking, you're not, I'm willing to, yeah, I'm willing to, I'm willing to do a lot of things for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this means something to me. Oh, yeah. This really means something to me. This ain't just a t-shirt. This ain't just, you know, yeah. you know, this really, really means, this is big for me. This, in essence... The sacred movie, brother, in essence, for me, kind of writes a lot of my wrongs. Mm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you with that. I, I, I can actually agree with you on that, too. Because I was like, man, for like five years or so, so many things I couldn't, I could have did, but you know, I didn't do. This is allowing me the opportunity now to do those things and give back to those that actually help carry me this far. And yeah. And also, not even just that, about the shit you did do. All the oh, fuckers. Yeah. All the fucker. I know for me, 
all the fuck ups <laughs> yeah. that I for at least about a hundred of my fuck. I got a million fuck ups. Yeah. So no, I got at least a million fuck ups. Yeah, I got a song called Fuck Up. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so I got at least a million fuck ups on my record. So Sacred, it takes away at least. Seven hundred and fifty thousand, my fucker. I, I, and I, I'm with you on that. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, that that is. Hey, I ain't ever looking like that. Oh. Yeah, man. So it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. And you know, man, I'm just blessed to be a part of this, bro. Blessed to be a part of this. You know, and I hope that this this interview. Excuse me. I hope that this interview. Uh, I don't even consider this an interview, bro. Oh, yeah. like, you is, man. Appreciate but I hope you. this, you know, you this too. discourse, this little bit of opening up into my character a little bit, yeah. um, provides some insight on who Stefan Lorenzo is. But let's get into Shane Watson for a second. Yeah, let's look. Before we go, you got to touch on Shane Watson. You got to touch on that, man. All right. Shane Watson. I want to give people the backstory, but I guess that's going to come out in the series. Because yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know, because I know what Shane Watson's backstory is. You know okay. it. Yeah. All right. But people don't know it. I don't want to give them that just yet. Yeah, we got you can't, yeah. They gotta they gotta wait for the film. Backstory just yet. I would rather that come out in the series. Facts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. However, uh Shane Watson, he's an attorney at law. Yes, sir. He is <laughs> Esquire <laughs> and some more things. And he's doing what he's supposed to be doing in the series. And that's being the best possible legal representation he can be for the Brooks family. Notably, the matriarch of that family, Dr. Darren Brooks. Mm. Yep. And so, yeah. There's something I will I will tell people, I will tell people this. Dr. Darren Brooks, he pretty much rules with an iron fist. All right? Yeah, and right. he's not your average doctor. He's not your average person, period. And neither is Shane Watson. So for the leash, the very short leash, that it would appear that Dr. Darren Brooks has over Shane Watson, yeah. I'm very curious myself to know, you know, what does Dr. Darren Brooks have on Shane Watson? Why is a brother <laughs> like Shane Watson, you know, Working. why is a brother like Shane Watson, you know, on such a short lease? Even though Shane, you know, I will say that Shane had a, had a tough upbringing. Yeah. So Shane's big on loyalty. Yeah. Shane's a loyal guy. Shane's big on loyalty. I like He's it. big on that. So from that aspect, I definitely understand his loyalty. And if Shane's going to do something, he's going to go all the way with it. Okay? He's going to die with the lie. <laughs> Shane's going to die with the lie. The lie. Oh, Lord. He's going to die with the lie. Or the truth. Or the truth. <laughs> or the truth. He's going to die with the lie or the truth. Okay? You want to go to jail, you want to go home. What you want to do? Take ass home. <laughs> Take me home. <laughs> oh, yeah. I ain't going back. They yeah, ain't getting so, me no more. Uh, so, yeah. So, that, that that's going to be very, very interesting to see how that unfolds. But, yeah. Within the movie, Shane, you know, he just, he's playing his position. 
He's playing his position. He's he's a guard dog. He's a bulldog. All right. Yeah. He he he's not he's not showing no ends. He's not showing no outs. Yeah. Yeah. Get it how you live. And, yes. and, and he's suited and he's suited and booted when he pull up. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Every time. Suited and booted. Chris. Chris. Hey. Chris. Extra. Extra crispy. Everything crisp. Everything crisp. Big team number one. <laughs> Extra crispy. All the big body. All the big body got them. All the big body got them. All the big body got them. Yes, sir. Hey, all I got to say. Lorenzo, a.k.a. Shane Watson. The BBW. Hey. BBW King. <laughs> hey, this is another two before I got one touch on that. All right, look. Oh, yeah. So the King of BBW's podcast um, is available on Spotify. Excuse me. Yeah. So available on Spotify, Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, um, Amazon Podcasts, pretty much anywhere where you get your podcasts. We also on YouTube. Um, and yeah, y'all can find me there. I'm on TikTok as well. Just at King of BBWs. That's King of BBWs. Yeah, yeah. And also yeah. you can find me, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Stefan Lorenzo, all one word at I am Stefan Lorenzo. Excuse me. Yeah, I am Stefan Lorenzo. And uh, oh yeah, make sure you visit my website, kingofbbws.com. Yeah, yes. kingofbbws.com. Also, you can go on uh, Spotify under Stefan Lorenzo, my artist profile. Stream. Oh, you do it all. I told y'all he do it all. <laughs> oh, like, like, okay, 2023. Yes. I'm concentrating purely. I'm gonna take a, a break from the podcast. I'm gonna okay. take a hiatus. Okay. From my podcast. Um, in 2023, I'm purely acting and music. And really the acting is much for me is much easier than the music. Okay. Right? But yeah. I, I wanna be I wanna be challenged as an actor. Um, I wanna be able to go places far as character wise that people wouldn't expect me to go. Um, you know, of course, I want to do the urban stuff yeah. as well. But I also, I also, I also aspire to do you know things that are not necessarily considered urban films. You know, and also, anyone if you're looking to market a product to plus size women, Stefan Lorenzo, I'm your guy. <laughs> yes, sir. Right? If you're looking to market a product to plus size women. I'm your guy because you got to understand they accused me when I first came on the scene, brother, they accused me of being, you know, a fetishizer, a clout chaser, all this other stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because I was showing, you know, big girls and thongs or whatever. Woo, woo, woo. But these are the same, but this is stuff women y'all already doing. Y'all already doing this stuff, but because a woman's with me doing it, I'm a fetishizer or something. No, she did this on her own, and I really like plus size women. I, this is attractive to me. This is sexy to me. I'm promoting it. I'm influencing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I had to go through like so many different levels to kind of like prove myself to women online, and I never had to do that in real life. Oh yeah, facts. It beat us so online. It got, yeah, it got it got it got it got wild. But the best thing about sacred again. Like yep. I said, writes a lot of my wrongs, a lot of my fuck ups. <laughs> my character on Sacred Brother has nothing to do with plus size women. Mm. I'm an attorney. Yep. So if I didn't possess actual talent, how did I get that role? 
If I didn't possess this ladies, what we had, what about 300 people there in person, another what six, seven hundred on Zoom? Yeah, no, I think they had about five, five hundred something in person. No, they had about 800, they said about 800 in person and another like 600 on Zoom. Okay, a so lot out of, of people, 1400 people, yeah, out of 1400 people on average, I got that role. That's not, I mean, of course, it's fate and it's blessing and it's mercy. Yes. And it's all that, but at the same time, proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Yes, sir. <laughs> Bro, I stay ready, so I don't gotta get ready. I keep a bag packed. I, I I keep a I keep a fit fresh from the uh cleaners. Few of them ready, ready to go. Yes, get, sir. Ready to go, ready to get on a plane, ready to ready to hit the road, whatever. <sighs> yeah, I'm trained to go. I'm really Re about this life. And ready I say to get this it. life, I mean this entertainment life. I'm really about it. I can't wait to be uh on the plane longer than I'm on the ground in the city. I can't wait. Now I'm ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for that. I'm ready. I'm hey. ready. Yeah, that part. Hey. Yeah. We probably, I want to hey. be on the plane. Brother, we I want to be on the plane longer than I'm on the, on the ground in the city. We got five private, though. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I only have, I only want to fly private just once. Because yeah. I just want to smoke one blunt, just one plane. blunt <laughs> on a jet. That's it. Just one blunt. Just one blunt. One big blunt. That's it. Not one big blunt. I'm gonna tell them, Kelly, look, I got one blunt. I'm gonna smoke this. One blunt. That's it. <laughs> like a cigar. You let niggas smoke cigars on here. Say that. Yeah, hang on my here. You know, I'm gonna a little extra something. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke one big ass blunt. And then that's gonna be it because they're not gonna get my money like that. <laughs> uh, no, I ain't gonna lie. But, I just, but, you're right, we gotta feel that shit. We got the proper, but if we got the proper sponsorships. And the proper things in order, right? You know, we might be able to twerk like some other things, but I still don't want to fly private just all the time. That ain't something I want to do, you know, because we that ain't something I want to do. I want to be, yeah, I still want people here to come to me in the airport and yeah. yo, let me get because I ain't gonna ain't no nigga gonna be out here looking for me like you looking for Spike Lee. Talking about <laughs> Yeah, hey, you right, you hey, you right on that one. Hey, Come you look. Sound like, oh no, you didn't take the picture, nigga, but you took the picture with the BBWs, but you didn't take a picture with me. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, I ain't hey, going there. Take it with the white 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 people. And then when oh, yeah. oh, hey, I movies in blue. <laughs> this is a challenge too. Oh yeah. To everybody on the cast. Let's get it. Okay, November 5th. The Amos Theater. Yeah. Pensacola, Florida. Facts. Red carpet, sacred movie premiere. To the cast, I challenge you. And I really got this from Will Smith. Shout out to Will Smith. <laughs> I got this from Will Smith and Tom Cruise, actually. I challenge you to see who can stay on the red carpet the longest, taking pictures, socializing, interviewing, etc. Who can who can stay there the longest? I challenge you. This is an open challenge from the cast. Have to be on the cast. All right. Okay. Who? <laughs> yeah. Who can stay the longest? Who can stay on the red carpet the longest before the actual premiere starts? Before uh -huh. the movie actually, so who can stay on the red carpet the longest? I don't think nobody gonna beat me. I'm gonna be right there with you. <laughs> I'm gonna be right there with you. The reason why I said that, okay, Will Smith said that he bet that he, he made that same challenge to Tom Cruise. He, he Tom Cruise and he said Tom Cruise stayed on the red carpet for like four hours 
in a tuxedo, taking pictures, woo, 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 sweating, all type of, right? And he said, after that, Will Smith, out of his own mouth, he said, after that, I knew I could never be a bigger movie star than Tom Cruise after that. That's oh, what, shit. That's what Will Smith said. He said, that's, yeah, I knew, oh. said, I knew after that, I could never be a bigger movie star than Tom Cruise. So anyway, look, when God creates, he makes no mistakes. Yeah. He's up and stuck, you know. Hey, look, Back. brother, too. Yes, I want sir. to thank you for having me. Man. Thank no, you, man. I got thankful Grayson. We definitely met now. Yes. Okay, look, team Florida, bro. I'm big on Team Florida. It's yes, Team sir. Florida. <laughs> In the feds, I was sitting at the Florida table. <laughs> and Back. I was sitting at the Muslim table. I can sit at both. Ramadan. Hey. I can sit at both. I can sit at the, at the Muslim table and I can sit at the fed table. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So I got an 018 number. So, yeah, because I'm from Chicago. Originally, a lot of y'all Florida cats, y'all be trying to act like I, I ain't from Florida. No, I'm from Florida, bro. I got an 018 number. You heard me? I'm from yeah. Florida. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Man. Yeah, man. We yes. putting on for the whole Florida. This has not been done. Nobody's done this in the whole Florida. The way uh, Sacred Movie's doing, facts. the brother Enrico Tunstall, like the whole team, Bill Marshall, LD, Roy Jones Jr., this has never been, yeah, this, this ain't, yeah. First time ever, and look, we ever, ain't going. Brother, especially, really, we, ever, period, really. Yeah, Rick, and we ain't going nowhere. Really ever, period. Yeah, it's one on one. Yeah, no, a, hey. and we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. But, but up, <laughs> but up. Hey. It's up, it's up. So look, brother, I thank you for having me. Man, I thank you um, for coming on, man. Man, you gonna see you soon. Oh yes, you sir. Know, hey, especially that skybox on the sixth. Yes, hey, hey I'm be Wahoo Stadium on the hey. sixth in that skybox. I'm Look, trying to pop some bottles, man. I'm trying it, to pop a bottle of ace or something. I'm trying to start, turn up. The I'm funny thing turn, about it, the funny thing about it, as I, I worked at the Wahoo Stadium this year, I was a cameraman. So for me going from a cameraman to being on the big screen, so hey, all of my people that was out there at the Wahoo Stadium supported me while I was doing the camera stuff. And I told you about this, man. Make sure y'all come out and check us out. This man, bro. Look what they did. Look, look. We still here. Hey, look. <laughs> look what look where we at. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. hey, let's yeah, hey. God did. Yeah. God did, Zach. You don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> look at what God did, man. Oh man. But man, Stefan. Stefan, man, thank you again, man. Stephan, oh, my grandmama called me that nigga. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Hey, I, I got choked. I got choked. <laughs> that's why I said. Oh, my uh, mama called me Stephanie, nigga. Don't give me in the eye, nigga. Hell, I know that look. <laughs> man. Don't give me in the eye. <laughs> man, my bad. But, man, man, thank you again for coming on this episode of Boys and Men. Um, November 5th, November 6th, y'all. Pensacola, surrounding areas, all of Florida. Come from all the way down to the Keys. Come all the way back up here to the north. Man, come check us out. Just look. Yeah, y'all see it. If y'all, if y'all, y'all don't see it now, you know, you'll see it later. Don't but worry. Yeah. If you see it in person. Yeah. Even if you ain't there. But look, I ain't gonna front. Even if you ain't there, tell them. People that already spoke, they gonna be there. So it's best for you to be there. Cause look, your boy, uh, 
Hey, and Megan Good having to pop out to me. Oh, baby, <laughs> we're going to the courthouse the next day. That's all you. I just want to be judges. That's all yeah. you, bro. That's hey. all you. All right, Megan Good, I've been hollering at you for a minute. Call me. <laughs> but uh, let me go ahead and hit my closing remarks and everything, man. But Stefan, thank you again for coming on. Call Everybody, th- I said we'll Stefan. I said I said Stefan. I'm gonna hit you with the uh. I, I said Stefan, man. We're hey, cool. Like, we're gonna gonna hey, hey, we're gonna end that one. But look. It's just like Alpha Urkel. Steve Urkel is Stefan. When he came out of the machine, he, that's Stefan. Yeah, yeah. I, I came out, I came out, I came out the womb like this though. Yeah. <laughs> He's the permanent version. Not yeah. the not the duplicate version. Yeah. <laughs> But man, All the never duplicated. Yeah. <laughs> but man, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in for them. So like I say, before I always leave. Thank you for man, having me, bro. Man, thank you. Thank you. But dream big dream. Small dreams have a little magic. And how big was your dream? You know you couldn't fail. And y'all remember this. Y'all just do y'all best and let God take care of the rest. So me and him both are just examples of everything I just said, y'all. So if it's out there and it's what you want to do, let's go do it. Man. But like we always say, peace, love, happiness, y'all. We out. Yes, sir. One love. <laughs> I know that I'm different, self-motivated, self-disciplined, yeah. I learn from my experience, I just want someone to take me serious. Real questions that I ask, how long will this solo trip last? I'm content with being alone in the past, but it's changing and it's something I can't grasp. Turn off my phone, I'm in my zone, so now I'm acting different. I'm to myself, I'm in my head, mapping out this life I'm living Shadow work on myself, I done already seen hell Can't fit in so I rebel, but I don't miss a beat I don't miss a beat, oh.